This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance, and I'm Sim Weeboon. Life is often uncertain and unpredictable, hence it's necessary to ensure you and your family are protected from any unforeseen life events. Whether it's planning for retirement, protecting your loved ones, health crisis, even just a car accident and such, these situations can be frustrating if you're not prepared, hence the importance of insurance. At least, that's what we tell everyone. Because buying insurance can be tricky. It's not like buying a chair or a shirt or groceries. When you buy insurance, you're essentially buying a promise. But given the myriad forms of products in the market, different categorizations, different price points, most people tend to overlook it. In fact, studies have shown that more than a third of Malaysians still do not have any uh, personal insurance protections, viewing insurance, in fact, as a debt burden. So joining me to share some thoughts on this is Raja Devadasan's CEO of RD Wealth Creation. He's also a licensed financial planner with Manulife Investment Management Malaysia Berhad. Good morning, Rajan, and welcome back to the show. Hi, Sim. It's a delight to be back here. Thank you. Okay, so let's start off with um, what is insurance to you? What lies at the heart of insurance? Come, tell me what it is. Mm. Okay, thank you. I think um, we should basically try and take a helicopter view. Some people make the mistake of thinking that insurance is the be-all and end-all of financial planning. It really isn't. Um, Financial planning is very, very important. And when you are working with individuals, as I usually do, um, holistic financial planning for the individual should really encompass three separate dimensions – Wealth protection, wealth accumulation, and wealth distribution. Wealth protection is primarily, largely, but not exclusively taken care of by insurance. And then wealth accumulation, usually you're looking at your savings and your investments. And then uh, when it comes to wealth distribution, um, you know, without looking at the nuances between Muslims and non-Muslims, effectively the tools that we would use uh, would be a will and a trust. Um, So you can tell that insurance is one part. It's very, very important. Now, just for completeness sake, for those who who say, uh, who are wondering about what I said about wealth protection being primarily tied to insurance, but not exclusively. On the wealth accumulation side, when we diversify, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I think it's really important to diversify across asset classes, diversify across geographic regions, diversify across a long timeline. The process of diversification, although it sits squarely in the wealth accumulation dimension, as you can imagine, it leaches across, its effectiveness leaches across to protection. But insurance is super important. And ultimately, um, you know, at, at this juncture, when we're just taking a, a top-level view, insurance of any particular type is really a contract of risk transference. Let's, um, let, let's get real, okay? There are multiple risks associated with just living. And it would be insane to try and insure every single little risk to the max. If you do that, you'll have no money. Um, But it does make sense to actually look at your life and decide whether or not certain types of insurance policies make sense, whether or not it's worthwhile pouring a relatively small amount of money every month, every quarter, every year, um, be a party of this risk transference contract and the 
other party, obviously, would be an insurance company. And I always recommend people go to insurance companies that are big and strong and solid and likely not just to last for decades, but for centuries. So um, an exercise in risk transference. I hope that helps. Some people view insurance as an investment. Uh, some people view insurance as a product. And like me, uh, I view insurance as a necessary cost. So I'm curious to get your thoughts right on, you know, whether, how should we view insurance when we buy insurance? Is it is it an investment? Is it a cost? What, what, how, what do you think? I actually agree with you. I consider appropriate insurance coverage a necessary cost of just living prudently and being wise. The reason that people very often use the word um, invest when it comes to insurance is because um, I think in general, they haven't really taken the time or trouble to look deeply at the financial planning process. The definition of financial planning that I um, that I really like, my favorite definition that I probably end up using several times a day, every working day, um, is 17 words long. Financial planning is the process of meeting your life goals through the proper management of your finances. I see you moving your fingers. Yeah, trust me, it's <laughs> 17 to catch words. Up. <laughs> Financial planning is the process of meeting your life goals through the proper management of your finances. And um, if you stop and think about it, what are your major life goals? Each of us rightfully should love ourselves. But we also love our family members. Um, we love our closest friends. Um, the way things are set up now for you know, legal protection, it's a little bit difficult to take a policy out to benefit a friend. But family members, no problems at all. But you have to actually show proof of uh, relationship, whether it be a marriage cert or a child's birth cert or whatever. Um, you know, it's just wise to do that. So remember I, I said that insurance in general, um, you know, in biology, they talk about the difference between species and genus. Mm -hmm. And a, a, one genus would have multiple species underneath. So in a sense, you could actually talk about insurance uh, as being a genus and multiple species under it. And the four types of insurance species that I think all of us not necessarily have to buy. Uh, by the way, I, I, I don't, as part of my main business, I don't sell insurance. So it's very easy for me to just talk about it and not have someone look at me and say, <laughs> you're trying to sell me. You're the best policy. person to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure about that. But what little I know, I'm happy to share. So going back to genus and species, okay, there are four types of insurance policies that I think all of us need to at least be aware of. There are many other types, and I can cover that later if we have time. But four that every normal individual must be aware of, understand, and then decide whether or not you want to get this type, these types of policies. So the four types of insurance are, number one, death insurance. But you may know that these things aren't marketed as death insurance. How are they marketed? The other way around, they market it as life insurance. Life insurance, yeah. absolutely right, which is wonderful. You know, it's a very optimistic, rosy way of looking at it. But ultimately, what you're doing is you're insuring, the, insuring your very own life. Um, long time ago, like maybe 20 plus years ago, in a training session, I remember the lecturer was telling us, the students, that um, when we look at the likelihood of someone 
being hit with TPD, total permanent disability. Um, that is four times more likely than just dying outright. So thankfully, life insurance policies um, have a TPD rider. Very, very important. So the first type is life insurance. Yes. Or, or as you say, death insurance. Yes. Um, the second one is CI, critical illness cover. The third one is HNS, hospital surgical cover. And the last one is personal accident, PA cover. Now, when we look at um, life insurance, I do not believe that in any jurisdiction, not just in Malaysia, but any jurisdiction where we do not have any death taxes or any excessively onerous death taxes, I don't think everybody needs life insurance. I do believe that most adults of sound mind in Malaysia do need life insurance. If I had to guess, I would say maybe between 85 and 90% of people, it would be wise for them to get a life insurance policy. And let me explain to you why I believe absent death taxes, death duties, uh, uh, estate duties, you don't need to have a life insurance policy if you meet certain criteria. I have multiple life insurance policies. Sim, I'm assuming you do as well. I do. Right. You have bought those policies for whose benefit? We should generally buy life insurance policies to care for our economic dependence. That phrase is really important, mm. economic dependence. If any of us dies, if we've lived even a halfway okay life, people will grieve. And all the money in the world is not going to be able to, to fill the vacuum in their hearts. But there is also an economic vacuum. You go to work um, and you have a job and BFM pays you a salary. And I have been um, self-employed in one fashion or another for the last 27 years, I think. Unbroken 27 years. So we live our lives we are economically fruitful and, you know, we don't just take care of ourselves, we take care of others. And over time, if you manage your life well, your money well, you grow your asset base. So think about it. A person who's got dependents but has a large enough asset base, and this normally happens much later in life, yeah. that person is technically self-insured. Mm. Such a person, I think, does not need life insurance. In the U.S., it's different. There are very, very wealthy people, but much of it would be tied up in real estate. If that individual dies, then the death duties need to be paid by the estate. And so the beneficiaries could really end up with real problems. So in the U.S., uh, insurance is very often sold as an estate planning um, tool as well. Mm. I'm just saying that in the Malaysian context, because we don't have the death taxes, I reckon maybe 85, 95, 90% of people need life insurance because they are not yet self-insured. Now, there's another group as well. Who else doesn't need um, life insurance? People who don't have economic dependence. If no one's relying on you, I mean, they may love you and you may love them, but no one's relying on you financially. Why are you buying an insurance policy, a life insurance policy? Mm. So I think people need to think about it. You know, it's nice to have lots and lots of insurance if you can afford it, but none of us, myself included, none of us can afford to buy every type of insurance for maximum coverage so that we do away with 100% risk transfer, that we achieve 100% risk transference. Yeah. So you've got to be intelligent about this.
All right, and we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Stay tuned for Ringgit and Sense, brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Wee Boon, and today's topic is all about insurance. Joining me to discuss this is Rajan Devadasan. He's the CEO for RD Wealth Creation, and he's also a licensed financial planner with Manulife Investment Management Malaysia Berhad. Earlier in the show, before the break, Rajan was breaking down life insurance, or as he would say, death insurance. And now we get into the other categories that he thinks is important to one's portfolio. Now, there are three other forms of insurance that I think are very, very important. Critical illness cover, HNS, hospital okay. surgical cover. Most of us um, have access to that through a medical card. We have the card in our wallets or our purses. Uh, and then there's personal accident. Now, you will find that when it comes to personal accident coverage, the premiums are very, very low. And this is not because the insurance companies are super generous and have decided to give us something at a very low price. Insurance companies need to be profitable. We should really be dealing with companies that are likely to be around, not just for the next couple of decades, but ideally for a century or more. We want to make sure that it's there to take care of us, take care of our families. You want something that's strong. And CI cover is very, very important. Even if you're very wealthy, um, we all pray and hope that we never get hit with a critical illness. But, you know, um, we live in a world with 8.02 billion people. As we speak right now, I checked it a couple of days ago because I was writing something. And uh, Earth's human population crossed 8 billion people, 8.00 billion, uh, on November 15th last year, 2022. Now, my favorite quote for insurance, and in this case, it is not um, something that is specific to life insurance or critical illness cover or hospital surgical cover or even personal accident. Yeah, so with what you've just explained, right, so it really seemed like if you are non-insured or you're going to you know, start working every year, thinking of getting insurance, right, it sounds like perhaps the first two things to really prioritize because like you said right you can't afford all the insurance in the world but you still should work to buy insurance but you know with the type of insurance out there the many products out there the two most important thing perhaps to get first is health and critical illness right prioritize that first you see the other issue here now is right that you know multiple surveys have shown multiple studies have shown right Generally, one in three Malaysians, one third of Malaysians, uh, don't have insurance. In fact, they have a poor perception of insurance, f- thinking that you know it's a form of debt. You know, so I'm curious to get your view. Is that why do you think Malaysians um, don't prioritize insurance? You know, it, why do we think that it's a debt that we can just put on for later? I think for two reasons. One would be a lack of education or a lack of understanding. And the other one, which is a very real problem, is a lack of resources. Yes, yes. So, okay, there are uh, surveys. Uh, BNM have come out with surveys. Um, and it showed that, you know, in 2021, it's not the latest numbers, but I doubt and a lot has changed. Personal financial risk management is not a norm among Malaysians, with 47% of Malaysians having difficulty raising 1,000 ringgit in emergency funds, while one in three of those are not interested in getting insurance or taka for protection. There are other surveys. Uh, I think uh, Ringgit Plus have done surveys, you know, that echo similar sentiments, viewing insurance as a form of debt. How, what can we do to make it better? Okay. Now, I want to make a point very, very clear. I do not believe 
insurance is the be-all and end-all of financial planning. But for the vast majority of us, insurance is the first product that we should be buying. And you've got to ask yourself why. There is a concept in physics called time's arrow, and it moves from the past to the present, and then it moves from the present to the future. We all live along a time continuum, and the arrow goes in only one direction. We start off young, and then we age. When we start off young and you know you study, you eventually land a job or you start a business and you start earning, chances are your lowest lifetime earnings will be at the beginning. And over time, you will build up. So um, as a general rule, when you are an individual, you only have so much money coming in. And what are you supposed to do with that money? Remember, a complete financial plan takes care of wealth protection, wealth accumulation, wealth distribution. In your budget, you need to figure out, well, how much do I really want to spend on insurance? Is it 5%, 7% of your uh, monthly income or annual income is something that I've heard very often. But when you start adding up all the different other types of insurance policies, you may actually end up going maybe to 15%. You have to ask yourself whether this is a necessary expense. Life insurance is really death insurance. Will we die? It is the way of all flesh. The answer is yes, 100% certainty. Question is, do you want to insure the most productive portion of your life when people are depending on you the most? When something happens to a person's health and there is an extended period of illness and then a slide, it is usually easier to handle. Uh, for the loved ones around to come to terms with this loss. So only God knows how we're going to go, whether it's going to be instantaneous, whether it's going to be um, after a, a, prolonged. a prolonged illness yep. or recovery or non-recovery from an accident. Yep. Um, or, you know, it's just old age. Um, on a global basis, the biggest risk in um, associated with retirement planning is actually longevity risk, living longer rather than shorter. Yep, than what you've planned for and how much you can afford. That's yeah. right. And that's why it's very important that you don't spend too much money on insurance because you only have so much money. If you get your ratios wrong and you spend too much on insurance and you're not setting aside enough money for wealth accumulation, for your savings and for your investments, then statistically speaking, you're likely to live longer rather than shorter. And if that's the case, and you don't have enough money set aside in savings and investments, then isn't there a very high likelihood that you're going to run out of cash before you run out of breath? Yep. And, and that is a, it's, it's a terrifying situation. You know from uh, stats that have been released intermittently um, by EPF that Malaysians are facing a massive retirement train wreck. Yes, retirement crisis, just just simply not enough money to even cross the first few years after retirement. So we actually need to spend our money well. Yeah. Now this comes back to insurance and my my favorite mantra. You know, this does not apply to everyone, but I think it's a very good place for everyone to start. I believe in the buy term and invest the difference philosophy. Now, what do I mean by this? There are different types of life insurance policies. Uh, there's term coverage, which is pure insurance. 
there's a lot of resistance toward this, even though it's the cheapest type of insurance, because a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm paying my money, then at the end of it, I get nothing back. And then I say, no, no, you have to understand, if you're not buying term insurance, if you're buying, uh, say, an endowment policy or a whole life policy or, you know, elsewhere, they have universal life to other countries, what you're basically doing is there is a single product that is put together by the insurance company and it's, it's easy enough to bundle so that you get your death cover, you get some health cover maybe, uh, and then you've also got an element of investments. Now, for people who are incapable or unwilling to do the extra work, to look at their situation, maybe work with a licensed financial planner, um, or, or just spend time um, boning up on personal finance, financial planning, learning about these things. If a, if a person is not willing to do this, then the blended products that the insurance companies offer are fantastic. Because if you're going to be lazy about it, might as well just make sure that you've got Stick your the cover. Easy, easy way out. And you've got yeah. some level of uh, like unit link policies and things. But when you start um, analyzing uh, individual products, uh, buy term and invest the difference, I think usually makes sense. It, you know, you buy term, it gives you a fair degree of debt cover. And then you've got excess money because you're not spending the higher premiums associated with the other types of life insurance policies. Um, but having said that, it's also very important to try and buy your various insurance policies as early as possible. Now, a lot of people will say, no, no, uh, I don't earn very much. I'm very young, etc." But because you're very young, you're far more likely to pass the medical. As you age, all kinds of disabilities begin to rear their heads. And when that happens, you gradually move to becoming uninsurable. Yes. And um, if you're still marginally insurable, insurance company is more than happy because, remember, it's a risk transference contract. Very happy to take very large premium payments from you. See, everything is done on a pooled basis. Many of us, I mean, for the large insurance companies, chances are millions of people around the world pour money into a particular fund, uh, maybe the life fund, that's what it's probably called. And the insurance companies, the long-term health is associated with how well that extra money is managed. Because think about it, insurance companies collect our money up front, but they don't pay out, um, sometimes not at all, you know, uh, let's say you age out and then uh, there's a cash value, then you get your money. But if it's pure term, then it's done. Uh, but you've paid very little for that. So buy term investor difference, I think, is very important. Having said all of that, I have very good friends, people that I actually trust, who are associated with, with rock-solid insurance companies. And I have, I've known of many people who have said, I'm so thankful for my insurance agent. Because when it came time for a claim and the company tried to um, minimize things or whatever else, my insurance agent fought for me. So it's cost-benefit. But you've got to find someone who really cares about you. Have that relationship and that understanding about what is it that you need. Um, it really goes back to how much you can afford it, what is the circumstances that you have, and what's the goal at the end of the road, right? And how you're going to transforming or keep changing or keep upgrading as you go along, right? But I have to take this time to say that we are running out of time. Uh, but essentially, I think the summary of today's conversation is uh, 
It's important. Very. Very important. And with that, we've reached the end of our show. That's all the time we have for Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to Rajan Devadasan. He's the CEO for RD Wealth Creation and also a licensed financial planner for Manulife Investment Management Malaysia, Berhad. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Sim Weibun from The Morning Run, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia your lifetime insurance and Takaful partner. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.